This episode was first broadcast on the 27th of February 2017. Hello, welcome to another episode of Fan Tripper. I'm Luke Bradshaw and I'm the sports editor here at Culture Trip. This episode features comedian Nathan Caton. Nathan is a regular on the comedy circuit with appearances on Mock the Week and the Comedy Store, as well as his own show on Comedy Central. Luckily for us, Nathan is also a huge Brentford fan. They say you can't pick your team, but Nathan actually did. When he and his younger brother were a bit disillusioned with their family's support of Man United and Arsenal, they headed off to their local ground and they've been in love with Brentford ever since. We chat about the club's recent heady days and we even get a bit all gooey-eyed over one player in particular. We hope you enjoy. So here's me with Nathan Caton. So probably a good place to start is how you ended up sporting Brentford in the first place. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's your local team, aren't you? You're around from that area, aren't you? Um, I'm West London, born and bred. And, um, well, actually, when I was a kid, I was brought up to support other, like Man United or Arsenal. And then my Man United side of the family got to me first. But then I was like, well, I don't go to Manchester. Um, I'm not, I only watch them on TV. I'd rather support a local team close to me. Um, and that turns out that's, that's Brentford. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather go down to Griffin Park rather than just watch a team on Sky or something. So yeah, Brentford, that's just, I don't know, it's just, yeah, my local and I love them. And how old would you have been when you made that decision? Oh, um, I would have been in my teens, maybe. When I, when I was old enough to realise that I'm not going to Manchester or I'm not going to come back to go to Watch Hostel, um, yeah, it would have been, been in my teens. And I was like, oh, why, why, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I supporting it a big club just because of my friends and my family? Were any of your friends at school or anything like that, were they Brentford fans? No, no one. Um, it's just literally just me and my little brother. We were the only ones. Yeah, everyone else. Because when you're a kid, you just follow the big teams who you see being successful on TV. So everyone else was a, was a big team. And um, yeah, just, just me and my brother were like, just, let's, go, let's go Brentford. <laughs> and so do you remember your first game? Oh, my first game. My first game, it wasn't eventful at all. It was boring, which is why I can't remember that. But it was, I think it was Rotherham, home to Rotherham. And it was nil-nil. I think it was Rotherham. But I remember it being nil-nil. And it was like, oh, are we sure we should come to Brentford? <laughs> um, but uh, it was a boring nil nil. But uh, even still, it was, it was still felt sort of like getting to put my luck to. And do you remember what you made of like Griffin Park when you first saw it? Intimate. It's a very, it's a, it's a very small, intimate ground. It's a, it's kind of a very old-fashioned old right word. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's not um, commercial like a lot of like newer grounds are today. I remember sitting down and my knees kind of like rubbing the, the back of the seat in front. Like I was going to get like deep vein from thrombosis. But it's very, very tight, very intimate, very kind of old-fashioned. But it felt like it had a bit of character to it. And um, were you getting any stick off your friends for being a Brentford fan? Yeah, well, I still get stick now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're in the championship, but I think because we're, I don't know, we've always been seen as a small club. Like when people ask me that, like, if I'm, if I'm a season ticket holder, they're like, oh, really? How much that cost about a fiver? It's like, oh, shut up. So I always get stuff like that. But, I mean, it's nothing, nothing I can handle. It's 
when you sort of first started supporting them, I'm guessing they were sort of that was when they were going up and down and sort of yo-yoing between a few divisions. How was yeah, it? we were like League One, League Two. At one point, we were, I think, on the verge of going out of League Two, and we just about scraped and survived. Imagine if that had happened. What what year was that roughly? Oh gosh, this would have been early 2000s, maybe. Right. Okay. Going up and down those divisions. What were the expectations like? You know, you're in the championship now. Did you think at the time that that was a realistic aim? No, at the time, the championship was just a dream. That was like our Champions League kind of, like, relatively speaking. It's like, oh, I think if you finish the championship one day, oh, wouldn't that be amazing? That, that wasn't, yeah, that was like the, the holy grail, I guess, so to speak, at the time. Because obviously you put it all into relative terms. That's kind of like, because we, we were like on the verge of when we done out the Football League. Championship was like, oh, if only, man, if only we had like a rich owner who would come and take over or something like that. Um, but now we're here, so it's all good. The club got sold about five or six years ago, is that right? Uh, a bit longer, a bit longer, maybe maybe a decade ago. Okay, and were the club sort of in trouble before then? We were in financial straits, um, yeah. We were kind of scrapping for money. I remember, like, you go to a game and there'd be fans, you know, with buckets outside and trying to get donations, whatever. We were in dire straits financially, so to speak. And luckily, we got our owner, uh, still there now, Matthew Bedham, who's a, a fan as well, which I think makes a world of difference. He's not just an owner, he's also a fan. He's come in and, yeah, he has, he's turned our fortunes around. Um, I mean, without him, we would, we would probably be non-existent. Really got that bad? Yeah, it was like, you didn't know where Alex was going to be a going to come from. And so when he came in and, and bought the club, was there a sort of massive sense of relief? Were people confident that he was the right person? Me personally, I, I guess I, mean, I was younger, so maybe I didn't quite get the whole picture, but I was just, like, I was happy that we, there was a bit of light, there was like light in the, at the end of the tunnel. But also, as I said, that he was a fan as well. I think that kind of, me personally, yeah. that was a big thing for me. Because it felt like, okay, he's not a stone, but he kind of, he, he really cares as well. Because you get so many owners nowadays in football who don't really get it or get football or get the club, whereas Matthew Bedham does. And so it kind of felt a bit like, like safer hands. You know, he, was, he had the club's best interest at heart as well as just go. Yeah, I was talking, in the last interview I did, I was talk, we were talking about Peter Risdale at Leeds and how and how he ran them into the ground and then after he left and they asked him if, if he had any regrets and he was like, no, no, I'd do it all again. We tried. Yeah. He's mm, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you're not a Leeds fan, so that's why you're saying Exactly, that. exactly. And so since since he's been there, the general feeling has been really positive. Yeah, I mean, there's been a positive trajectory. We're like, when he took over, I said we were in League Two, I think it was, and you look at us now, we're in, we're in the Championship. I mean... This has been, it's been like, you know, a few like stumbles along the way, like, uh, like most recently we had the old managerial stuff, Warburton going and someone else coming in and him going. But for the most part, it, it has been all good, all positive. So you, just have, yes, you just have to look at way to go to where we are now. It's totally changed. Yeah. You know, and the, the aspirations of the club now, I mean, well, there's ambitions, you know, that will be challenging, like, you know, for, for promotion from the championship, which is unbelievable, un- unreal. We've got a new stadium coming as well. So, um, yeah, the, I think the club is in the right direction now under this owner. You mentioned Warburton. What happened then? Because from the outside, I remember sort of thinking that like, Brentford were going well at the time mm-hmm. and it sort of came out of the blue 
and it was all a bit weird and now it sort of seems well maybe that was the right thing to do what, how did the fans feel when, when it was announced? Shocked we were shocked I, I remember at the time thinking the journalist who broke the story I remember thinking you're just making up stuff to destabilise our club but then when I found it was true I was like but why? So like it felt like I'm, at the time I remember thinking if it's not broke yeah. don't fix it why are we trying to so I felt like, like we were trying to be too smart for our own good because um, at the time I mean we were challenging for, the, for, for, for players to go up to the Premier League you know, in our first season in the Championship and I remember thinking this is the best time like this is, I've never been this excited as a Britain fan with all my time supporting it sort of supporting the club so why, why are we disrupting things let's leave him let's leave Warburton alone let him do what he wants to do but it's just the manager and the owner had different opinions on how the club was going to go forward and Wolverton just, just didn't want to be part of it which it was I was glad to see him go because um, he, he did great things for our club football we were playing like it was an amazing time to be a B but compared to people that have supported Brentford for 50-60 years and have yeah. seen them toil around in the lower divisions for so long you're really like enjoying the high life at the moment um, yeah I guess so I guess I am I mean well I and go to the same pub and all that sort of stuff beforehand. Uh, well, that's just me and my brother, actually. 
me and my brother are just like the hardcore Quaker fans. Yeah, we, we go stay in our seats and then uh, um, afterwards go get a tweet or something. And then, yeah, that's it. But yeah, it's just me and my brother, but it's just us, just us two, a band of brothers. You, and you mentioned like the West London clubs, the other ones. Do you think there are any genuine rivalries among those clubs? Yeah, I mean, not like, you know, guitar violent way. It's, it's a friendly rivalry, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're the best team in West London, you're not. Okay, it's getting personally, I kind of feel it more with QPR than Fulham, even though we played Fulham more often in like, the last 15, 20 years, because we were in the same leagues, uh, more often than QPR. But I don't know, I think because of the, the history of QPR, QPR trying to buy, buy Brentford, you know, back in the day, and I don't know, there's something, I don't know, like, I guess I kind of feel, I feel it more with QPR. Yeah, I feel it with Fulham as well, but with QPR, I feel, I feel the rivalry a bit more. Like, I, get, I probably get more excited when we like, go into QPR than into Fulham. Yeah, because like, I'm a Chelsea fan and the people try and talk about like a Chelsea-Fulham rivalry and it just I just don't think it exists at all. Brentford and QPR might be a bit different. touch always add something yeah okay right there are two two Brentford players in particular that I want to talk about so as Chelsea fan yeah the first one is Josh McEachern so when mm-hmm. when he was getting appearances for Chelsea and he took both of the team he looked a really tidy player and obviously yeah. as is the way with youth players at Chelsea that had to move away what's he like at Brentford is uh, do fans like him is he is he doing well he's had a stop start career with us because injuries have played him um, and when he first came we were really excited because you know he was our cool the orchestrator in the midfield that we kind of need he started okay then got injured came back couldn't really get in he was in and outside again just trying to get his fitness back but in the last I mean, I think in the last month or two he's been fit and he's been given a run in the side and like, you can see the benefit of him being fit and consistently playing now because there's been a few games now where he just keeps like run the show, like, just passing, bring passes all over. I mean, um, it was a few weeks ago we beat Villa three 0 and he completely just ran the game, picking a pass from defence, and then just starting attacks. So I, I think he thought McEachern he's a great player. He just stay fit and have a run in the team. Um, um, I mean, that's kind of been a problem for him. And do other fans feel the same, Jack? And is he is he fairly popular? Yeah, I think. But well, I think. Like, he's not a big lad, he's very small, isn't he? Yeah, that's everything. I think if he stayed in the field, I think he would benefit from having like a destroyer next to him. Yeah. Someone massive. And he can just tidy up. Because he's got all the other attributes. Does he get bullied a bit? He can do. He can I mean he's he's not the not the biggest guy in the world. He could he can possibly get bullied, but at the same time he's got this skill and agility to kind of just get around it. Right. Like, 
do you think he'd be good enough to to make it in the Premier League? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I still think he can do a job in the Premier League. Maybe, maybe not for like a top six club or anything, but um, definitely he can do a job, a, a solid job for a Premier League club. Okay. And the other player I want to talk about is mainly because of Football Manager, because I bought him once and fell in love with him, which is your. <laughs> Which is Yotta. Oh, Yotta. So yeah, yeah. I bought him, I think I was like Bolton, and I bought him when they're in League Two, and he was the assist king, and I loved him. <laughs> I, I kept him so, I kept him for far longer than I should have. I was just so loyal to him, and he never let me down. Please yeah. tell me he's like that in real life. Mate, he is loved even more in real life. Right, okay. Um, yes, like my, my little brother absolutely loves him. Like my brother, uh, you're not gay, you haven't told me that you're gay, but there's definitely, definitely got a man crush on Hotter. Right, okay. And he, he's a good looking man, but he's such a great player. Um, yeah, he's, well, he will go down no matter what he does now, even if like he totally goes off the boil, he will always go down in history because he scored a last minute winner against Fulham when I first went back in the championship. So much so that, you know, just come back yeah he came back in January from, from his loan he just went to remember to Spain for 18 months uh, Ivar and then he called him back came back in January so how what was behind him leaving was was he not in the team or did he no, want to no it was uh, I think it was personal reasons um, I think his partner had a baby and they wanted to be back in Spain to raise a baby I think it was something like that it was, it was, it was personal nothing to do with football so yeah um, he went back to Spain for whatever personal family reasons or whatever and yeah he just, just come back now um, which I didn't think we'd see him again, but he's come back and yeah, he's kind of hit the ground running. It's like, I remember one of his first games back, maybe it was against Fuller as well, and I, he, he was oh, it's been brilliant. And I looked to my brother, I was like, that's what we've been missing the last 18 months. My gosh, he's, he, yeah, he's that good. Well, like, even the fact that he went, you know, he went back home for whatever reason, the fact that he went back on loan and not a permanent deal <laughs> says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd like to think he's got a special connection with his fans because we love him. So hopefully, you know, he feels that love. And that there's, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a bond. Um, and like when he did go on loan, I remember he um, he wrote a letter and he posted it on Twitter or something to all to all the Brentford fans. And I remember in the letter he said, um, "This isn't a goodbye. It's a see you later." Oh. Um, yeah, I know, mate. Oh gosh, uh, I, I nearly cried. Wait. <laughs> Scouting system across the Premier League. Yeah, all, all the time, mate. Uh, I've, got, I've got a thing I'm following on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember seeing him on. Um, it would have been like Football League Extra or whatever it was called, and and I think it would be when in the season that either you just got to the Championship or just after, and thinking like, I like this guy. He's really, you know, and he's quite another one who's quite small. Am I right? Yeah, he's quite small, but he's he's still Yeah. You don't look quick, but you get to cross the field. 
would he be? I mean, do you have favourite players now? Would he be? Would he be one of them? Yes, he's definitely one of them. Because we've got uh, Ryan Woods is um, another one of my favourite players, like a midfield kind of in general. He's not, again, he's not a big guy, but he, he holds his own and he doesn't. He very rarely gives the ball away because then he, he drives from midfield. When I when I spent a ball, I was a centre back, so I always have like an aff- affiliation for our centre backs. Our current centre back then. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess with the like recent rise, do and have they been on an up trajectory? There can't have been that many that have gone badly. It seems like on the whole, it's all going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think something has gone badly. There's one player we bought, the right back, Happy um, Benta, and we bought him, and he lasted maybe half a season, and then he went back to Spain, I think. But occasions like that have been very rare. There's been very few players. And has that come in since the new ownership, do you think? Um, no, I think it happened, yeah, it happened before. Well, um, we say you, know, you mean before Benham. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think since Benham's come in, we've definitely seen that. We've definitely seen better players come in and the better scouting of, of, of players. Yeah, Benham's definitely got the right network of people in place. And I think yeah, we, we have seen do you think that with the managerial changes that there have been, has there been a sort of constant thread throughout in in the way the clubs run and the style of football they play, or is it all has it been a bit topsy turvy with different managers? I would say since I've noticed a change in style since we were promoted from League Two, so that would have been two thousand eight or nine. Since then, since like League One onwards, there's definitely been the whole. Obviously, the year when they finished fifth, have you noticed a sort of big shift in, in fans' expectations? Yes, I think. Now, since we finished fifth, I think a lot of fans want, want and expect us to be challenging for promotion. Like, not but you know, pushing for a playoff spot or something. But that's, I think that's really natural after you finish fifth. That's going to happen. People's expectations are going to kind of go to the roof a bit. But considering that we lost. example might be someone like Bournemouth like not not a huge club not a huge mm. budget but they had a system in place for a while they played good attractive football and mm. when they came up people would probably write them off and they performed really well yeah yeah they've got yeah they've got anyhow he's got he knows how he wants to play and he's got his, his own ways and methods set into the team I think for small club like Brentford that would be the, the role model the kind of template Hopefully, 
Are you happy with Dean Smith? I, I am. I, I did have my frustrations of, yeah, my, my slight bugbears early this season. Um, we were playing uh, with a, it's a back three, it's like a three, five, two, three, four, two, one kind of formation, a little bit formation, which it wasn't the fact that I didn't like the formation, but I didn't think we had the players for that formation. And we had, we had four backs playing uh, in, that, in that four, but he felt a bit too defensive. And in the last few years, we've been so successful. We've, we've had a certain way of playing, which has been like the four, two, three, one, four, three, three kind of thing. And so this formation, I don't think it, it lent itself, it wasn't complementary to our players, to our squad. And I don't think it was best utilizing our players. But since January, Hobbs has come back, he's got another one in, we've gone to a 4-3-3. Um, and our, our football has been great, I think. I mean, we've, we've lost a few games, been so intent on going forward that we've kind of left holes at the back. But I think stick, to, stick with that system. We've got players for that system, the best system for our players. Stick with that system. And then over time, as they're playing the system, the defence will sort itself out. You know, um, I think we've got the attacking options, we've got that, that's about the attacking impetus. That's correct. Up at the back, but yeah, since you come back to that formation of 433, I've been happy with it because it, it kind of it feels like that's the way both have been playing for how many years now. That's that's us, that's our our character, our, our style of play. Do you think Brentford have a, a have an identity in a in a, in that's the word I was in the form, yeah, so as a club and as, as the way they play football and how they're run? I think we have, I think we, we've, we've developed one in the last few years. We're, we're a small club, we've got lots of character, lots of team spirit, and we play, we try to play football the right way, which is, you know, attacking, going for it. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I wasn't too keen on that whole 3 4 2 one formation. It felt like all of a sudden we became a very defensive team, very cagey, and that's, that's not us. We're not like that. If we, if we do that, we're inviting bigger teams onto us, we're going to lose. Right. Um, at least let's try and have a go. If we lose, fine. But if we do it the right way, having a go, playing rough football, I don't think fans will be disappointed. Like recently, like we lost um, on Tuesday, we lost uh, against Reading. We lost three two. We were two and up and lost three two. And yeah, we lost and I was disappointed. But we did play some very good football. And so it was like, okay, well. So with that in mind, would you accept a different style of football if it meant you would get promoted? Passing. 
that I like to be entertained as well. And so do you think they're capable of getting to the Premier League doing that? Yes, I do. I do. After the season where you finish fifth, I do think that. I do think, yeah, I do. anything is possible, man. I mean, Leicester can win the Premier League. I mean, come on, anything, anything's possible. <laughs> I think if we have the core players, then I think there's a chance. Because I, I, do, I do generally think we've got a very good squad who can compete with anyone in the Championship. I think... Um, our problem, especially this season, has just been the, the, the consistency. Like, you know, like we've beaten Brighton away, but we've lost to Rotherham away. So just like finding that consistent level is is what we need. And do you think sort of the core players that you have now would succeed in the Premier League as well? Yes, because the one they're good players, also that they're young, so they've got time to develop and to get even better. We've got young players in, in, in their early 20s who haven't even hit their peak yet. And now there's players who we had in League One who I wouldn't have thought of stepped up in Championship, and they have. Um, I mean, I know obviously the gap between Championship and Premier League, given to the gap between Championship and League One, but I think young players, you know, just, just let, go, go, let, let them play, let them develop. And yeah, I, I've got faith that our young players can do a job in the Premier League. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit like Southampton when they came up from League One to the Premier League. Mm. There was a core of those players that were there the whole way, and like people like Lalana and Font who are now, you know, have been bought up. But they yeah, managed yeah. to do it with a, quite a large bulk of players that went the whole way with them. Exactly. Will there come a time when you when you start getting impatient if you don't make the Premier League? Or you, I mean, you said that the Championship was was like glory land, and it was, this is as good as it gets. But obviously now that, that something even greater is within distance, do you think they'll, that you'll start getting itchy feet? Mm, no, I don't. I don't do that. Because one, it's journalism. I mean, that's my club. I love them. No matter what happens, I'm going to be there for them. But, but also, I remember us being in League 2 and maybe going out of Football League. So, I guess in a sense, that's kind of grounded me. So I'm not going to be like, oh, we should be in Premier League. Like, oh, I remember when we were... Maybe can be like bankrupt and extinct. So um, no, no, I, I think I'll, I'll always. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get issue. Obviously, I want to be promoted to Premier League one day, but there's no like ticking time bomb on it. Do you see yourself in any sort of like ambassadorial role as a sort of famous Brentford fan? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if Brentford team is a famous Brentford fan. I mean, if, if if they offered me that role, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take it. Um, I love to, you know, go around ripping Brentford and stuff. But yeah, it's, yeah I don't know if Brentford holds me that kind of esteem. But I mean, like, you must enjoy. <clears throat> I mean, the only famous Brentford fans I can think of are yourself and the guys from People Just Do Nothing. And I don't know if they're actually Brentford fans. I don't, I don't know if they're actually. Um, Natalie Soyders is another right, one. Okay. Do you, but I mean, like, do you enjoy sort of promoting them and talking about them and like doing things like this? Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, if any chance I get to rep Brentford, yeah, I'm all over it. I love doing that. You know, I, I love that people know that I'm a Brentford fan. And, like, if Brentford are, you know, have have a good result, you know, people might tweet me or something like that. Yeah, I love that. I love I love being able to you know talk about Brentford, other people. You know, and that's that's great. If, if, I, if I was given a chance to do it by the club officially. 
So it sounds like you made your brother support them, your little brother. Do you, have you ever tried to sort of get other people involved? to support the local team instead of Brentford how would that mm. go down um, that child we put for adoption quick <laughs> I've, I've said this I've told, I've told my girlfriend I've told people my family I've even said on stage okay like what else they do you know what, what religion they go into or you know what, what, what anything else that they believe as long as they support the same football team as me we are cool but he'd be doing exactly what you did Champions League and you know your child could want to support Barnet and you'd have to back him no no it's Brentford it's Brentford or nothing okay that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk to you about today Nathan so thanks very much for your time no worries mate um, it's been really good and I'll be honest like I didn't know a huge amount about Brentford before today and uh, I feel like I've learned a lot more <laughs> And um, I'm pleased to know that Hobsair is as lovely as I thought he was. Oh, yeah, oh mate. Oh, he's coming out to a game with him. He's, he's, he's such a handsome man as well. Is he? I'm going to, like, every time his name pops up on the score sheet, I always get a little bit, like, nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's a gem. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Thanks so much. Have a great day. You too, mate. Take care. That was Nathan. Massive thanks to him. Massive thanks to him. He's an incredibly busy man, so fitting us in is hugely appreciated. It'll be interesting to see what happens at Brentford over the next few years, and I'll definitely be keeping my eye out on them. That just leaves me to say thank you for listening and for your continued support of Fan Tripper. Look out for more episodes in the coming weeks of Famous Faces talking about the clubs they love. All the best. Bye.